Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. None of the Roys are getting off scot-free. I know that we've said the worst things, but I just wanted to get a few things straight. But darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Something about you seems different. I can't quite figure it out. She got legs, you idiot. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, May 26th to Sunday, May 28th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Big news from Barbie Land. Ryan Gosling and his Kinergy will be featured on the star-studded Barbie movie soundtrack. Warner Brothers has released the tuneful lineup, which, along with star Dua Lipa, features Charlie XCX, Lizzo, Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, Dominic Fike, Tame Impala, Khaled, and none other than Gosling himself. But that's just the first batch. More artists will be unveiled at a later date. As for that Dua Lipa song, well, that was released Thursday evening. Dance the Night arrives with a very pink, very shimmery music video, complete with a cameo from Barbie writer, director, and executive producer Greta Gerwig. In the music video, Grammy winner Dua Lipa sashays through tricked-out sets under sparkling disco balls in looks fit for the flick's titular iconic doll. We also get a sneak peek at the movie's dance sequence. And if you haven't heard it yet, here is a small portion of the song. Watch me dance, dance the night away. My heart could be burning, but you won't see it on my face. Watch me dance, dance the night away. I'll still keep the party running, I want it out of place. Very catchy. Going to be stuck in my head all weekend. Well, the album, by the way, executive produced by Mark Ronson, is out July 21st, the same day the movie hits theaters. You can watch that full music video and the brand new trailer for Barbie at EW.com. Someone's 70s dreams are about to come true. The Los Angeles residence that famously served as the exterior of the family home on the Brady Bunch is back on the market after being meticulously renovated to match the show's interior as well. The five-bedroom, five-bath house in the Studio City neighborhood comes with an asking price of $5.5 million. Back in 2018, HGTV famously outbid NSYNC member and Brady Bunch superfan Lance Bass with the network purchasing the home for triple its asking price at $3.5 million. At the time, 11222 Dilling Street only resembled the nostalgic Brady Bunch house on the outside as interior scenes were filmed on a soundstage. Well, to fix that, the network gutted the property and called upon both HGTV stars and the six actors who played the Brady Bunch kids to transform the house into a proper sitcom replica. Do you think Logan Roy died too soon on Succession? So does Brian Cox, who plays, or 
played the media magnet on the HBO series. In a new interview with the BBC's Amol Rajan, the Scottish actor argued that Succession creator Jesse Armstrong should have held off on killing Logan, who passed away from natural causes on a plane during episode three of season four. Cox told the BBC, quote, He decided to make Logan die, I think, ultimately too early. I mean, he'd made him die in the third episode, and it was a great scene. That's why I didn't watch it, because I have no interest in watching. My own death will come soon enough. But I just thought, wow, you know, he did it brilliantly. It was a brilliant scene, the whole act. Brilliant. As Cox found it, though, he says he nevertheless struggled with feelings of rejection upon learning of Logan's early demise, saying, It was an odd feeling. I looked on it wrongly as a form of rejection. I was fine with it ultimately, but I did feel a little rejected. I felt a little bit, oh, all the work I've done. And finally, I'm going to end up as a New Yorker on a carpet of a plane. The Succession series finale airs this weekend. More on that in just a bit. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Tariq St. Patrick is waking up with a headache and a huge problem. On this weekend's number five pick, the season three finale of Power Book 2 Ghost. After a showdown with a returning Tommy and Tasha, his mother is missing and Tariq has a lot of questions. Now that doesn't take into account his confidant Effie being in jail, the authorities being after him and his friends, the money he owes to a rival crime entity, and a potential feud with the Tejada family. That's a lot going on. This young man has a lot on his shoulders and he's going to have to deal with at least some people he surely cannot trust to get out of this one. Here's a preview. Put your hair. Look, from what you told me, you need to leave this nation alone, all right? She says she didn't do it. I mean, obviously, she's going to lie. I'm only allowed because I owe money. If I may suggest, when your lawyer and your homicidal white uncle both tell you not to start a war, you should listen. And we have more pressing The feds had me on camera passing a note to Diana. You got to get a charge of Or else I go down with it. Trust me, I'm working on that. What the fuck happened at Western Holdings? You know, I think it was the f- council with tape. Okay, I'd recommend not murdering a congressman. But having leverage on tape could be useful. Well, you know that snake is always up for a deal. That's for damn sure. I'll take care of that. You, my friend, need to focus on Effie. She has to go, Tariq. Oh, ain't that exactly what the f*** you're not supposed to see? She's not on our side. If she folds, we all get jumpsuits. Didn't she snitch on you before? Yes, but it's not that simple. All right, obviously the feds will lock us the f*** up, but Loma will kill us. Effie has the picture that I need to get out from under Loma's thumb. You'll never get to use it if Lauren testifies. Which reminds me, she has to go too. What the f*** are you on right now, Davis? Well, from the sounds of that conversation with Davis, Tariq has a lot on his plate. So what will he do? How will he get out of this in one piece? Find out on the season three finale of Power Book 2 Ghost, Friday night at 8 on Stars. It's time to say thank you and good night to our next pick. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel takes its final bow on Prime Video today. And after five seasons, will Midge and Susie finally get their big break? 
And will all of their trials and tribulations have been worth it? Either way, it's going to be hard to say goodbye. Stars Rachel Brosnahan and Alex Borstein reminisced about their final day of shooting while sitting down with EW for our cover shoot. Let's take a listen. Looking at you on the last day of shooting, we That's couldn't even awesome. rehearse that scene. Yeah. How I did we do it? We like looked at each other's foreheads or something. I just, yeah, it was very hard to get through anything that last day <laughs> to know. This is the last time I'm going to look at that face. This is the last time I'm going to say these words. Yeah. This is the last time it was, it was rough. And you're never like that. Alex is also a consummate pro and stoic as hell. And it was like one of the first scenes we rehearsed. And when you started tearing, I was like, yeah. we're f this entire first, day. You did. Yeah. What a dummy. You love me. Yeah. No one's supposed to know I have feelings. She has so many feelings. It was feelings. a mistake. <laughs> it was a glitch in the Matrix. Well, after 20 Emmy Awards, including one for Brosnahan and two for Borstein, it all comes to a head in the series finale as we bid a fond farewell to Midge, Susie, the Maisels, and her marvelous world. The series finale of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is streaming now on Prime Video. There's no turning back. Our number three pick this weekend is the series finale of Barry. The HBO series, with Bill Hader at the helm, started out as a dark comedy and slowly began to emphasize the dark as seasons went on, turning into part psychological thriller and part analysis of mental health and criminal tendencies. Now, Haters Barry, a PTSD-riddled hitman, found joy, community, and love in acting, but his murderous crimes eventually got him arrested. He escaped and then fled Los Angeles with his ex-lover, Sally. In the fourth and final season of the show, a time jump has found Barry and Sally living off the grid with new identities and a son named John. But now, in the finale, Barry's enemy Noho Hank has taken Barry's family hostage, and it's up to him to save them. Here is Sarah Goldberg, who plays Sally on the show, telling CBS News about the series finale. I was quite emotional watching the ending. I was very emotional watching all of our castmates rap. You know, it's been seven years since we started this show. And so it's been a full life cycle. And I think we're really going to miss going to work together. But it's time. The story wraps up where it should. So. And, and where it should. Is it happily ever after? What do you think? <laughs> well, we don't know exactly how things will end for Barry and the show's zany cast of characters, but something tells us it probably won't end well, at least not for everyone. The series finale of Barry airs Sunday night at 1030 on HBO and streaming on Max. Trivia. It's trivia time. The new live-action Little Mermaid hits theaters today with Halle Bailey as Ariel. A bit more on that in just a minute. Now, she, as you might imagine, is not the only actress who auditioned for the role. So which of these actresses met with producers and director Rob Marshall to play the Disney princess? Maya Hawke, Madison Beer, or Yara Shahidi? And as a little bonus question, in another universe... Ursula and Prince Eric could have been played by other actors instead of Melissa McCarthy and Jonah Howard King. Who, you ask? Think on all of it and stick around for those answers, as well as our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back. Hey! 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. How far would you go for a new car? The new Red Band trailer for No Hard Feelings begs that exact question. In the movie, in theaters July 23rd, Jennifer Lawrence's character Maddie is here to answer that, and she'll do pretty much whatever it takes. In fact, she will date an awkward 19-year-old at the request of his parents just so she can ride into the sunset in her new Buick Regal. And that is our soundbite of the week. His parents said if I, quote, date their son, they'd give me a Buick Regal. You won't even rent your house out, but now you're going to rent out your badge? You have a Roadrunner tattoo covering your entire back. I don't think you should tell anybody what to do with their body. Nope. Number two. After four seasons, the Succession Saga draws to a close with a feature-length series finale. It's this weekend's number two pick. Written by series creator Jesse Armstrong, the episode will find Kendall, Shiv, Roman, and the rest battling for ultimate control of media conglomerate Waystar Royco. Now, we can't tell you who will emerge victorious, but it's a fair bet that the extended length of the show will allow for record-setting amounts of intrigue, betrayal, and, of course, swearing. I know that we've said the worst things, but I just wanted to get a few things straight. Dad said that it would be me. If we want to hold on to this company for us, we have to go into battle with our own version of the future with the king. We're going to cut close to the bone. We're going to get right in there. It's going to get nasty. Okay, buckle up. Buckle up, indeed. Of course, the real winners will be all of us, the viewers, who get to see Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, Kieran Culkin, and the rest of the cast play some of the most gloriously terrible characters ever to disgrace a TV screen one last time. So get ready to tell Succession to f*** off Sunday night at 9 on HBO and Max. It turns out the seaweed is actually greener in this weekend's number one pick. Disney's live-action remake of The Little Mermaid is a reimagining of the fairy tale classic, and it is writing a wave of positive reviews into theaters this weekend. Critics have fallen under the spell of the siren song from Grammy-nominated R&B artist Halle Bailey, who headlines the film as a new generation's Ariel. Have a listen. You're a mermaid. That doesn't make us enemies. 
Let me tell you, you are probably going to get chills when you hear the full version of that song in theaters. So this movie is a mix of new and old. Stars, including Melissa McCarthy, Javier Bardem, and David Diggs, portray classic characters Ursula Triton and Sebastian, while original Little Mermaid composer Alan Menken and Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda provide new music and lyrics to create a full-fledged musical production. Here is star Halle Bailey from our Around the Table with the cast and filmmakers on the first time she got to see the completed film. Have a listen. The first time I was able to watch our version of this film, I was stunned because, well, Rob here was like, I want you to watch it alone first. So I was like, okay. So I just remember being in the theater by myself and like the first 20 minutes of the film, I was like jaw open, just sobbing for like 20 minutes straight. I consider myself like a singer musician first and I've never seen myself on a big screen like this. So this was very different for me, and I was like stunned and excited and happy and feeling all of these emotions, but also feeling all of the emotions that we felt when we were filming, Mm. and I was just remembering everything and just this overwhelming sense of gratitude. So the first time I saw the film, I was just blown away (laughs) by what Rob has done and John and this beautiful cast here, and everybody is just so phenomenal, and I'm just so grateful to be a part of something like this. Well, you can be part of something like this, and part of Ariel's world this weekend. The Little Mermaid is in theaters now. Trivia. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Who auditioned for the role of Ariel in The Little Mermaid, but lost out to Halle Bailey? Was it Maya Hawk, Madison Beer, or Yara Shahidi? That would be Maya Hawk. And if you're wondering about that bonus question duo, it was Lizzo and Harry Styles. That's right, Lizzo made it no secret that she would have loved to play Ursula, campaigning for it on her Instagram. And director Rob Marshall confirmed to EW that he did, in fact, meet with Harry Styles about playing the dashing prince, but Styles ultimately decided to pass on the movie for some more dramatic roles in Don't Worry, Darling and My Policeman. That is it for our show this weekend. We will have more news and musty picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great and safe Memorial Day weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.